creature from the back room Called him my name and I followed just to find you I traced the faith to a broken down television And put on the weather Then I've trained myself to give up on the past Cause I've frozen time between hearses and caskets Lost control when I panicked at the acid test I wanna get better While my friends were getting high and chasing girls down parkway lines I was losing my mind because the love, the love, the love, the love, the love that I Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Hardwood Dynasty Basketball Podcast. My name's Huck Breeze, here after a one-week hiatus, joined by Ethan Levine, our commissioner, and a new podcaster, longtime listener, first-time uh, podcaster, uh, Brennan... Brendan, what's your last name? Sidbo? Sidor, yeah. Sidor! You, you stole my, you stole my introduction. That was my line. Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Do you want me to start over? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We'll just keep it going. So how, how are you guys doing? Uh, it's been a little bit. Good. I'm, uh, I uh, am coming down from the high of March Madness opening weekend. My spin zone on Brennan, for those who don't know, uh, is a friend of mine from college. Luke Uniballers is as well. So we've been enduring this Kentucky free tournament but my spin zone on it is i was able to focus way more on gambling and on my bracket what a fulfilling weekend it was but mm -hmm. i also sucked at gambling so it really just it was, I, it was I'm, fun all the same i'm kind of missing the fact that i can't bet against uk every week and and just win money now but yeah. Yes, all regular season, Brennan just <laughs> faded our alma mater because Vegas would not accept how bad we actually were, and he just continued to make money off of how fucking bad we were this season. But my dumbass had a future on Illinois, so. Ooh. I've got a few futures. I've got Tex Tech and uh, Gonzaga. 8-1, to one, well, obviously Tech's out, but Tech was 22-1 to one and Gonzaga was 8-1. to one. I feel like that was a pretty good price a few months ago. Um but let's let's get through this itinerary real quick. Let's go to the March Madness. I mean, how are you guys brackets doing? Are they holding up, or are you still in it? I'm still in it. Go. I'm still in it in the sense of I don't think I've had any massive upsets that everyone else didn't have. Like I, uh, yes, I had Ohio State going to the Elite Eight, but everybody mm -hmm. except for the students at Oral Roberts yeah. had Ohio State winning that game. So I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't bother me so much. I picked UNT. As a as a local Dallas homer pick because I saw in the athletic they are trendy upset so I won't talk about all the picks I missed I'll just leave with I picked UNT <laughs> all right Brennan you still in this or or no um I, I I'm ashamed to say I was never in this okay uh, this is the first bracket <laughs> in twenty years I've never filled out oh I, my I, was did the COVID years. I, eight years old I filled out a bracket oh jeez. Yeah, and this is this is what happens when UK doesn't make a tournament. I, I get really salty. Yeah. Um, luckily, the the year that we didn't make the tournament back in like 2013, I think uh, Ethan was a head sports writer and he kept me in it. But mm. now he's not, he's not near <laughs> me anymore. So true basketball. Yeah. Basketball is canceled this year. All right. 
<laughs> well, you know, I uh, was pretty confident in my bracket going in, and I still am doing pretty well. I think I'm in second or or third, and I've I've done pretty well. But the problem is that there's one person, and this is the problem with March Madness brackets. There's one person who got an early lead on me in like the first two rounds, picked a few people who are now out. I mean, it's not a big deal, uh, but has the exact same Final Four as me, and I think the pretty much the exact same Elite Eight. So there's no way I can win, <laughs> which is a problem uh, going into the Sweet 16. It's like, damn it. You know, I, I feel like we, I mean, literally I could guess Gonzaga versus Houston, which I think is going to be the final. Gonzaga versus Houston uh, being in the final. And if I guess that correctly, I still lose. So it's, it's disappointing, but, uh, you know, that that is life. That is life. So how, how uh, tight was your butthole during that Houston Round of 32 game. Yeah, yeah. Because they they tried for 37 minutes or so real hard to lose that game. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was a while. But, uh, but you know, they're a superior talented team. I, I thought they're they really were, good. Yeah, they are really good. And uh, I, I honestly think that they can give Gonzaga a run. I have them losing to Gonzaga. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think this is the best Houston team that I've ever seen. Um, probably since Hakeem. But I didn't see I didn't see the Houston Hakeem team. But <laughs> you know what say. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I ain't that old. Um, People, listeners are gonna just start thinking Huck's 48 years old. I know. Yeah. Do I sound 48? <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into some basketball. Let's get into some fantasy. Um, next up on our on our docket here, uh, let's talk about uh, the the roto uh, the rotisserie standings here. Uh, Brennan who's joined us today edges chase he's he pulls into first um any reaction to that ethan well brennan's been in first in roto for like 10 straight weeks he was losing to chase on sunday chase kept sending out the box score which was infinitely entertaining in the group text and then brennan edged him at the end i think chase had i've been saying that chase has the most dangerous team but roto has bared out for many 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 weeks that brennan has had the most you know, bad week proof roster in terms of filling out all the categories and in a real like duke it out type of a week against the, the other dominant team, the Roto champ came out on top. So I think that's interesting mm -hmm. because that could certainly be a championship preview. Um, but also I think um, I wonder if, in the in these last five weeks, if Chase doesn't leapfrog Brennan and Roto before season's end, just based on a growing body of work and and who you know, this is the last week of the round robin. So starting next week, we have duplicate opponents, and we start to get into the unbalanced schedule. That's just unavoidable based on the calendar. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. No, I was with Chase on Sunday, and he just kept showing me his matchup like look how close this is look how close this is and you know and not that i'm not interested but you know i'm in 13th place and you could lose 10-1 i i don't give a shit um but it, it was you know that's a close matchup when you're talking about first and second and you're talking about him duking it out um that's always an exciting thing uh you know in a in the format that we have uh going right now so um five six is close to gets so uh you know Looking forward to seeing how these two teams, uh, you know, come out in the end. Brennan, any reaction to uh, yeah. that that maybe preview championship that we had last week? Yeah, to, to keep your metaphor going, I guess if if this was a pod race, you would be the Gungan that 
crash into the wall first. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm way out. I'm I'm way out. Uh, I will say that uh, not one player uh, on Chase's team scored over 100 points, and he beat me by, like, a shit ton in points. It was insane. Uh, that I guess that kind of goes to how deep his team is for volume and minutes. But mm-hmm. um, Tobias Harris, he was a beast. Um, I'm so glad I drafted Kevin Love fifth. Um, that was that was a great pick right before Tobias. Uh, he's averaging 26 or he's averaging 20 points, six rebounds, and four uh, assists this month. So that's been great. Um, uh, I will say that this could have easily gone eight to three me, and not to piss Chase off, but it also could have gone seven to four Chase very easily. We both had uh, locked up categories pretty easily. Uh, I will say, uh, my my guy. You guys totally uh, went over – you didn't even see it, I guess. But I traded uh, 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 Gordon Hayward for Kobe White and Joe Harris like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Kobe White just oh. lost his starting role for the Bulls. Uh, thank God I picked up uh, Thomas Sadoransky, or Sadoransky. Um I got lucky. Marcus Smart came back from injury, who I will say uh, – no one really thinks about Marcus Smart, but he ranks fourth in steals behind Jimmy Butler. So he's he's kind of him and him and uh, uh, oh shoot, what's one of those the, the Holiday brothers? Uh, Justin oh Holiday, Drew, Drew Holiday. Holiday. They've yeah. been carrying my team in steals. I've got these little diamonds in the rough that nobody wants to trade for. Like no one's going to trade for Dragic or or Smart, really. Yeah, um, I mean now, I mean they after a whole season of trading and people trying to, you know, straighten up their, their keepers, uh, you know, tragic and those kind of players are, are best are most valued by people who are at the top of the top of the standing position. Yeah. You, <laughs> you I, I chase, think, you know, I've been getting like that. FOMO for the last three weeks because everybody's making these trades. And I, I will say the last, three trades or two trades I've made have kind of burned me a little because just, I just wanted to make a trade. Well, here's the Um, ultimate, here's the ultimate thing when you're playing, when you're playing in a fantasy uh, dynasty league, like we do, um, there's some sort of fire that burns inside of every one of us that says, I want to have a team set up for next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. And then there's that little bit. I I feel like that's the biggest fire inside of everybody to have this dynasty, this whole thing that's set up for, you know, it it could be your life. I could have Lamelo ball until he croaks, Uh, you know, but there's also this, this tiny bit that's, that really should be reversed is like, okay, I got to win now. Um, and, And you're winning now. And, and you, for somebody that's in 13th place, I would love to be in your shoes uh, and, and be throwing away, you know, the future well, that, for, for new players or for players that could help me now. Uh, you know, trust me, where you are is much more fun than the person who could switch up their team with no uh, consequences like here in the bottom. I will say that that's part of the FOMO. I'm not making any moves. I'm still trying to win now. And then all these guys that are trying to win now are getting like, two first round picks and I mean, thund- I mean, Thunder from down under and uh, Chase's knee team. They've, I-, I was scared going into that matchup to be honest. I thought I was going to get, run well, over. they're loaded teams, but, but uh, they, you know, Chase's five keepers. Well, I won't speak for him, but five of his top eight 
keeper options and he has a lot like he has such a deep team are just the first five rounds paul has keeper duplicates where he's putting great guys back in the draft where huck is is picking somewhere near the t- i'm keeping my first rounder i'm not trying i'm also a bottom team but where huck is going to be sitting there with the vacant first round pick and all these great assets out there so paul's really paul is going for it now you have a great team chase has a great team he does have some front-loaded keepers because Chase's great team is the product of, it seems, through from our initial draft till now to date, it seems like Chase has had the best initial draft through. And the other is Luca, my balls. He's just not paying attention. But but you, obviously, Brennan, inherited an autopilot team last year and really only inherited Jokic. So you did all your work last year. Now it's, I get it, like... Compared to last year, I feel I would imagine it seems pretty inactive. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, to, to say the least. I, I mean, I will say Miles Turner basically secured a, a category for me all by himself with 17 blocks. Um, <laughs> basically, basically, our our weaknesses just completely. I mean, like my strengths were his weaknesses. His strengths were my weaknesses, and it just basically came down to those three or four categories, and it was a toss up. I mean. Uh, it was pod racing for sure. Yeah. No, those those <laughs> defensive categories I find to always be the biggest variables week to week. I I lost six five to Neil, who's a much better team than mine. Um, no moral victories, but I'm at the bottom anyway, so I say yes, moral victories. And it, the biggest thing we went back and forth six five six four five five was being tied or giving steals and blocks back and forth, and it just was like it really it seemed like whoever just happened to end on the right night was going to get those points and get the win. So in the playoffs, those are categories that are going to be very interesting. You have one of those categories virtually locked up with miles Turner. That's exactly a I, good pro. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Well, he's talking I, about smart and, and drew and, you know, whatever. And, you know, if you have players like that, you need them to perform. You still need – it's not just given. You you, you say that Miles Turner is going to come out and block 10 shots. I mean, it could happen where Miles Turner sits a game, where Miles Turner just goes game yeah. and gets into zero blocks. Uh, you never know what's going to happen, and that's why it's interesting to go in the playoffs. But uh, but definitely you have the, a step up in, in both categories going into the playoffs for sure. Sure. And just – for how, to your point, load management and stuff will be handled in the playoffs. The Pacers are a team that's like gunning for the eight seed or even the nine or the 10, which, cause they're doing that play in format again, like from the bubble. And so they're, you know, they're not going to be load managing people unless they're really bottoming out, which they could have already done that. They just got Karis Levert back. It doesn't seem like they want to do that. And I don't think they should. And so, It'll be, you know, whereas a team that is really trying to bottom out, you know, are they going to keep playing that reliable veteran that one of these playoff teams has? Like, what if Miami doesn't rebound? Like, what if Miami just stays in, like, 10th to 12th place in the East, and then at the end of the season they're like, all right, let's cool it on Butler, let's cool it on Bam, and then that's, you know, then all of a sudden that has major influence in the playoffs. We see this sometimes in our baseball league as well with – teams like the Tigers who are a million miles out of it. And now they're not playing their couple good guys that you need. And so that's going to be another wrinkle. So like, again, Miles Turner being on one of those teams, that's going to be going for it. 
is reassuring. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's move into the our playoff picture. Um, you know, it's pretty tight. The the um, eighth spot, getting in there at the at the fringe. So uh, Victor, which is very surprising. I mean, it's surprising to me. Uh, is officially in the driver's seat for the eighth seed. Um, Brennan, do you think anybody else deserves that eighth seed, or is, or is Victor the guy that that you think has the talent snagger? Uh, I think currently uh, Victor is is the guy right now. Um, he's up seven points in Roto last week. He's got 28 fantasy points over the last three weeks. That's first in the league over that period. Sexton had 115 points last week, and as you heard, I, Chase didn't have one guy over 100, and he mm-hmm. had – a shit ton of points. Um, Rashawn Holmes, this dude is sneaky good. Mm-hmm. He's at 18, 10 rebounds, nearly two blocks, shooting 65%. Like That one's just for the people that pay any attention to the Kings. Yeah. Which is exactly. like us, Victor, and Trevor. And that's exactly. It. Like, who's he? I don't even know who that guy is. Like, I don't know. I will say that that his last games are number six, run ham, run wait, run ham, um, ham. slam, slam. Um, yep. three, number three, thunder from down under, number two, me, and then uh, you know the the white man, uh, seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not an easy uh, schedule to finish out, but I mean his team is is performing well. I will say. He's down or, – or no, I'm looking at Shalom. Uh, he's up seven in Rotors. I already said Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, he's, his team's performing. He's, he's, he's getting better. Uh, it's kind of hard to move a lot in Roto at this point. So the fact that him and Rumham are moving 11 and 7, it, mm-hmm. it shows that their, their team's kind of peaking at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, personally, my opinion, um, if Luke of my balls suddenly decided that he wanted to uh, make a push, he could easily, I mean, with this matchup this week and going forward, he has me, Kevin Ware's knee on the schedule. Um, he could totally take that eighth spot easy. I mean, it's like up to him whether he wants to do that or not. Um, otherwise, I, I don't think Uniballers has it. Their schedule is is pretty tough. I mean, it's pretty much as tough as it can get besides uh, having me at the end. I mean, they do. he does have Ethan in there. But none of these schedules besides Luke and My Balls is really easy. Uh, like you said, like Brendan said, Rumham Slam, Thunder from Down Under, Hong Kong Heroes, White Man Can't Jump, that's tough. Those are all playoff teams. And upper echelon playoff teams at that besides Neil, um, you know, it's not going to be easy. He could lose himself out of it just by facing these these really good teams. So um, we'll just have to see. It's it's going to be super interesting. I think it's going to be one of those three teams. Sorry, Ethan. Um, it's not going to be me. Yeah, that's abundantly clear. <laughs> well, hey, what? no, it's not abundantly clear. You're only nine games behind, uh, you know, five weeks left. Anything's possible. I just don't think uh, you, you have it. You do face me this week, and you do have a decently easy schedule. I don't know about that, but... Uh, but but yeah no I, I think it's one of those three teams if I had to guess it would be Luke my balls, um you know I don't know the guy personally I don't know if he's gonna uh, come in and and want that or if tax season's over or or what's going on but uh, but yeah how about you Ethan who do you think's got that eighth spot so I 
I think it's going to be Victor, but I think Uniballers is going to end up making it close because he's playing Brennan this week. That's tough. But then in the last four weeks, he has Chase, so does Victor. He has Neil, so does Victor. But then his other two uh, opponents that are not in common with Victor are Huck and myself, who are two of the four bottom teams. So he's going to have two stack weeks in the final four weeks um, to make up some ground. Uh, honestly, I think Victor just winning this week over Luca My Balls on autopilot to a lot of what Huck was just saying would kind of turn it into a two-team race because like Luke has only just recently gotten McCollum back with Michael Porter, with Devin Booker, like kind of following that chase method of like many volume scorers, um, you know, doesn't have to be one. None of them have to have a 50 point game in that week to, to earn their merit. And uh, so I think he's going to make it close. Um, I'm picking Victor just because I do really like Victor's team. And so I don't, I think it would be counterintuitive to say that and then pick against him. But I think the schedules are definitely going to let Uniballers back into it. All of this is injury provided, but I suppose that goes without saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Next up, Trevor. Massive week. Team starting to play well. Uh, do you think Trevor can compete with you guys, uh, uh, top dogs? I know he was four for a long time. That's a really close little sandwich there between, uh, Max and Neil. Um, do you think he has the, uh, the talent to compete with the, with the chase neat team FCs of the world and the Hong Kong heroes of the world? Uh, Brennan, I'll let you go first. You are the Hong Kong heroes of the world. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I'll say at this point, yes, Uh, it kind of, gosh, at this point, it comes down to, I I know that I have like three categories locked up every week. Um, I I don't know what those three are, but they're going to be locked up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It kind of comes down to percentage. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is back um, and he's playing viciously. Uh, Ricky Rubio. This dude is, has been on the waiver wire like all year, and then all of a sudden he decides to start putting up. He put up eleven assists, ten assists, five assists, twelve assists, seven assists. Like that's why I originally picked you up in the first place and had to drop you because you weren't putting up those numbers. But yes, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I I think I mean Vucevic, Oladipo, Aaron Gordon. I mean, I think. I think what was it, Ethan, that that dropped the Aaron Gordon's? No, that was Matt Stafford. That was Kevin Ware's knee. I I think he's. I I don't think Aaron Gordon's a good fantasy asset. I think he's definitely an above drop asset. Yes, I just want to clarify that. And I'm upset that I didn't claim him, but I I I was like ninth on the waiver wire that year or that week. Um, Darren Fox, I got to shout out my boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got players, man. Um, he could on any week, he can beat anybody. So I I think there's four teams, maybe five teams that you kind of have to go in. If you're playing them, you got to go kind of go in a little scared, uh, because you, you could definitely lose. I mean, I lost to, uh, well, I won't get ahead of myself, but 
I think I already lost to Rum Rumham already. So I mean, he he's a he's a dangerous guy, uh, and he's starting to peak. So yeah, I'm a little nervous. Yep, you lost week seven to him. Um, Ethan, what do you think of Trevor's team? I think Trevor's team is fascinating because I mean it's clearly a high quality team. It's a playoff lock. Um, I think what makes his team interesting is he has he leads the league in valuable assets who might get traded in real life in the next seven days. Aaron Gordon's requested to be traded. Brandon just talked about his value. He could be going anywhere and his value could go in any number of directions. Um, I can't imagine it would go down. I mean, no, but, but there I couldn't imagine it go up. I mean, that's really. my thing is you, you think so? He could have greater efficiency numbers, but not necessarily be better in fantasy because greater efficiency and like a greater shooting percentage to, you know, but with a fewer number of shots that just affects your team shooting percentage. Less. I don't think Aaron Gordon's value will go down to your point, but I, it doesn't, I don't, but it could. And I don't know that it has a lot of room to go up either. It just depends on the situation. Does he go somewhere and start coming off the bench? I mean, he could still get 28, 30 minutes a night, but is he coming off the bench? Then, you know, he's cooking on second teamers with a lot of those volume minutes. It's like, that's what I mean. He could, his value could go in any number of directions. Vucevic, we talked about last week. That's a dude who would, can make his efficiency can go way up and he can take an already great team, maybe over the top, but that doesn't mean his fantasy numbers will continue to be as dominant as they are right now. Victor Oladipo is definitely not definitely, but has a very strong likelihood of getting dealt again out of Houston. That's been a bad fit. Houston is very much tanking. So Oladipo's value could go way up in a different situation. Um, so, you know, he has all, he has all these possibly, moving pieces in real life that are going to change invariably change their fantasy value. We just don't know in what ways yet. And so that his team is, has like one of the highest ceilings, but then, you know, his team to Brennan's point could be peaking right now. And then all of a sudden start to sort of settle into that five to seven spot and have a tough first round game. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but you guys seem to think that, I mean, I don't know what teams you have in mind for somebody like Vucevic or, or uh, Aaron Gordon. Like, are we talking like... <laughs> oh, I think Boston's been trying to trade for him. Okay, so um, Boston, let's just say Boston, Vucevic. You think he has more value in Boston than he does on the shitty Magic right now? Aaron where Gordon? Either of them. Where, so where, I, I running think, go for it, dude. Yeah. I, I think the small the small forward power forward position is a position that uh doesn't get a whole lot of fantasy uh if if you're comparing them against all other positions. Centers and uh, point guards. Yeah. I mean really. Yes. Mm-hmm. So 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 the, to answer your question, I would I would say yes, because there's just not a whole lot of like uh fantasy value in that position. Um I mean I'm, they, got I'm Tatum in, they got Tatum in that spot, I, you know? Well, have, I, I would think that they would put Tatum at small forward and maybe him at power forward, but, yeah, I, I mean, who, who I, they have? Thies, or what, however you pronounce his name? Tice? I, I, I just don't... No, Brennan, perfect. Thank perfect. You. Thank yeah. you. 
There you go. That's what that's that what we needed. <laughs> you belong. Yes, you belong. That's that. There you go. That's we we need a couple more. But that that's I got another. <laughs> I got another yeah. um, But but where do you think uh, Vujicic gets twenty three shots? You know, you think he gets twenty three shots on the on the Celtics? You think he gets you know the kind no, of numbers? That's what I'm saying. His efficiency could go up though because he's not having to be the primary option. Like he won't just stop shooting 42% from three. He just won't have to jack as much from that spot. He'll get to play, you know, he'll get more of a putback game maybe, or um, a pick and, you know, he's not really an athletic pick and roll guy, but um, could have some easy finishes with the athletic um, playmakers that Boston has. And I mean, I I've been liking how Kemba has been playing the last month or so. I so really- your, 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 your percentages, get boosted slightly and everything else drops that my point has been that his value will go down. His efficiency will go up, but Aaron Gordon, if he goes to Boston, now he's picking up slack from Brown and Tatum with the second unit, Aaron Gordon playing with other competent being, you know, the best player of the bench units, his value could go up. He could still get 28 minutes a game. He could average 15 points a night. I mean, that's not unreasonable to think, if he's playing primarily with the second unit, he won't close. He's not necessarily a closing lineup guy. If they trade Marcus smart for him, I think that's not smart. If but. I, if I'm Trevor and I'm wanting to compete for a championship this year, um, which he's not doing a very good job of with Murray and Vucic on the bench right now. Um, but if I want to compete for a championship, I need these guys on bad teams. I want all my players to be on bad teams, to be the best player on their team and be the focus of taking the last shot in the game, uh, to, to be the guy, uh, you know, when they get down 10, 15 points, just give it to them. Um, I have one of those guys in Jeremy Grant, uh, right now who I think if Jeremy Grant played for, if he went back to the, the nuggets, he would be extremely less valuable. No, of course he would. But if you're talking about more veteran guys like Gordon and Vucevic, if they stay with the magic and the magic stay bad, they're going to get load managed yeah. because they're going to get shopped again in the off season unless they go free agent. I, I candidly, I don't Al, know. Al Horford. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. It's uh, you know, Al Horford today isn't as good as Vucevic today, but he's Al Horford's better than what Oklahoma city is putting out there. You know what I mean? So that's again, if Aaron Gordon, Coming off the bench has this stigma, but I just go by minutes played. I think I'd rather him come off the bench because yeah. I think he's a good, not great player. So he can be good well, against average players. Well, and, and you also see with like like the Nets, for example, or or all these like really good teams, uh, if they're up 30 points, these guys are gonna get 28 minutes, like mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, if you put that on a bad team, I mean, if they're down, they might put their best player on the bench and just say, "Screw it, we're we're going to try to get a good draft pick," you know? Yeah, yeah, baby, you're right. I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, you know, I've just always been a fan of no matter what fantasy you're playing, football, baseball, uh, basketball, whatever. If you have the best player on a bad team, uh, you it's good for fantasy. 
it is it's it's good for fantasy. It's good to have the best wide receiver who is going to eat up all the targets. It's good to have you know the best shooter on a bad team. Now you're right. If they play, you know, if they well, if, and if a team gives you, up, you know, then and they're not playing, then that's obviously bad. Uh, but you know, you want the person to be a big fish in a small pond, not the other way around. I, I feel like you're trying to uh, rub salt in my wound on my Gordon Hayward trade. No, 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 Gordon. Yeah, no. Hayward gets shopped around still all the time. So yeah, I don't he's on think... the Hornets and he's got great efficiency. I don't know. I I'm kind of pissed at myself for that one. But he's a a, a great asset. The Hornets post Lamella. It'll be interesting. He might be Gordon. Might be another guy that gets more well, shots. Well, he up. came and went on your team. He, also, it's not like you. He was yeah. homegrown Hong Kong heroes. This was somebody Me? that you. Yeah, I drafted him. Well, I thought Andrew had him for a long time. No, no. I, I got I had him last year, sixth round. Oh. He was my he was my keeper, but I I don't know. I I I saw all these win now moves, and I'm like, all right, Joe. So uh, here's here's the backs. I mean, three three point uh, uh, specialists. I mean, every time they make a three pointer, that's five categories. That's field goals mm-hmm. made. That's for field goal percentage, three point percentage, three points made, and points. And I just was like, you know what? I, I'm going to go after uh, Joe Harris, the three-point specialist. And at the time, Kobe White had the starting position at the Bulls, and I mm-hmm. needed a six. So I was like, you know what? Bingo, bango. That's a good trade. And then Kobe White immediately loses his starting position to Thomas Sadoransky, which I was lucky enough to pick up. But, I mean, I, I think the move is uh, – for, for me, I transitioned from – a center type center power forward type stats where you get the rebound some points and a, maybe a blocker steal or something. And I've moved into the three point specialist kind of Duncan Robinson, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Joe Harris kind of, I had McDermott for a while. He was playing well. Um, I, I think they just, they just touch more categories. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, one last thing before we get into trades here. Uh, Max loses LeBron. Definitely. How nervous is he? Is this is this important to uh, the the standings here, Ethan? Uh, oh, I think it'll be important to the standings. I I'll admit I put this in there just to kind of so we could grill Max on it. Um, Max is is not on this week's episode, but I mean, indefinitely is a very scary word like it's very it leaves a lot of unknown um lebron was definitely going for the mvp i don't think anyone questions that he's trying to come back and play because we know Mm -hmm. lack of games played does penalize you um all max cares about is that he comes back within the next five weeks before the playoffs i don't think he'll fade out of the playoffs um it could as we talk about a team like trevor's peaking um and we're about to talk about trades which involve kyle trying to elevate his station in the league um it could be interesting for max in the middle of our standings um but again if if lebron's back by the playoffs then even if he's a six seed then he's just like a three or four seed disguised as a six seed um so it's yeah yeah it's I would love to hear more from from the Lakers, but they don't owe us fucking any explanation. I would keep it under wraps if I was them, but I wish I knew more. 
Oh yeah, they're a playoff team. Um, you know, it's always big news with when your star goes out. Uh, it definitely is a scary a scary word. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been out indefinitely for like two years. So you know, it's it's one of those. It's very non-scriptive. It's very uh, vague, and you have no idea. So it it, it sucks because. We only have five weeks left, and uh, LeBron does not give a shit about fantasy basketball playoffs, nor do the Lakers, uh, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah, but if LeBron's to come back, Max's chances to compete, I mean, you see it right now against Thunder from down under, uh, compete with pretty much anybody is is not good. I just I, I feel like that he's an early exit in the playoffs if if LeBron can't make it back, and yeah. it's disappointing for him. But uh, Brennan, what do you think? Well, I mean, the the Lakers are five games above the eighth seed. Uh, I mean, I, I I guess I could possibly see them resting LeBron. I mean, just based on seeing the injury, anytime you see an ankle go that way. Uh, mm-hmm. it's it's worse than the other way. Um, just to, I've I've had that injury and I'm still dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I will say it, it's kind of crazy that I mean look at at the the first game of this of the season. I don't want to bring it up to to make him mad, but I I did blank him, which was yeah. super surprising to me given that you know he's got LeBron James Levine. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he had Canner at the time, but he had Adebayo, John Wall, Wiggins, Shea Gildress, Alexander. I mean, his team is set up, and it looks like it's – he's got Hayward now. I mean, Dort with the three-point efficiency. I don't know. It, it, his team looks on paper like it would be one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it comes down to percentages or just that the fact that they're just scoring points and not – doing other things um but yeah i mean the the lebron james lebron james is going to hurt anybody if you have him on your team right um if you don't have him in um but i I mean i've i grew up with lebron james as did everybody else in this league and i'm still i don't necessarily love lebron james as my team name kind of shows um (laughs) but (laughs) Yeah. But I will say he almost has a uh, superpower-like quality to just come back from injury like someone else. Yep. No, people like he and and Serena, they and Tom Brady in a in a in a way like I mean Tom Brady probably better than anybody, but Tom Brady was never athleticism was never the root of his greatness. But he the way he's cheated Father Time, like we're. You know, the way that medical science is advancing, and I say this understanding zero of medical science, I wonder, like, what becomes the new normal for, like, old in your career? And, like, is our, like, LeBron, Serena, Tom Brady, like, pioneering that in front of our eyes? I I don't understand Uh, medical science very well, but I understand money. And I know he said, like, he spent, like, a million dollars on his body every year. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's obviously part of it. As somebody who spends, like, I don't know, like, 13,000 on just pizza. Uh, yeah, I would assume that it, it does something to help your longevity in the league. Which- but I feel like athletes, you know, I feel like Larry Bird in the 80s, it, he didn't, he invested what would be the equivalent of a million dollars today. I don't know this, but I bet he invested obviously in 
being healthy. And then his back gave out at like 32 people are like, I'm 30 now. I was never athletic, but I still feel like I'm like a young guy. And yeah, Larry Bird, like laboring in the early nineties, like before the dream team, like he's 32 years old there. The difference is he was investing in, you know, a company that's probably gone bankrupt for taking people's money, you know, like (laughs) the, the gut, the gut, stretcher and all those things but yeah i uh let's let's not include tom brady in this conversation with serena williams (laughs) and lebron here's the thing um i think the longevity kind of thing with lebron james is how long is he going to be a banger somebody that goes to the hoop somebody that you know is very physical and paint stuff like that um i saw that with the spurs you saw it with uh manu ginobili uh, you know, we, I thought he'd play forever. Um, he stopped getting physical. Uh, you know, every once in a while, he'd throw down a monster dunk. Uh, but, you know, he started taking a lot of jump shots. Tony did the same thing. Tony Parker did the same thing where, you know, he stopped going to the hoop as often. He uh, settled for a lot of jump shots. He was slower. Uh, Tim wouldn't get to the hoop for a rebound. He didn't fight for it. Uh, when I When we're talking about Tom Brady, Tom Brady didn't get hit. Tom Brady sits in a pocket and he throws the ball away and whatever. Uh, Gary Anderson was a kicker who played for 23 years. Uh, I think he led the NFL in points for all for for he for a long time. We're talking about people who take. Also, doesn't eat tomatoes. Sure, (laughs) we're talking about people who do not take a lot of physical contact. Yes, at that point you can do it forever. I think LeBron is not going to last forever. Um, and if he does, then he's pure, he's, he's going to change his game. He's going to have to. Change I mean, his Huck, game. let me ask you. LeBron definitely it takes a lot of physical contact. Basketball is very yes physical sport. Mm-hmm. How how much physical contact does Serena Williams have with any other opponent in tennis? No, tell me no. how much. Tell me the Oklahoma drills they're running at tennis camp. Listen, and and I and you're absolutely right, and. I, that's why I think Serena will last longer than Tom Brady, or I'm sorry, Serena will last longer than LeBron James. I think tennis is a sport that you can play for longer, but tennis also well, is. Serena's all about- already already has. Serena's already older than LeBron James, and she was playing as a teenager, just like she's already outlasted LeBron. Yeah, she's already won a major. Pregnant, she's already done all the superhuman stuff. Exactly. Right, and and I think that that's a game that you can play for a long time. I mean, Yamir Yager played hockey for I until yeah, what, he was got a few of these guys where they're 45 46 and they're still mm-hmm. playing and they're still on these million dollar contracts um something tells me the hockey guys don't care about their uh elder uh their elder age at that yeah the point. hockey guys as long as they're allowed to play well, they don't give a shit about their yeah, bodies as I long feel as they're like. breathing they can play right <laughs> uh it, you know it's just a different sport i think basketball is a sport that if you're not quick enough to get around or you're not physical enough to get to the hoop or you're not this and that, uh, you definitely cannot play anymore. I saw, and I know I'm a, you know, a Spurs homer, but I saw all three of those guys, uh, Manu and, and Tony and Tim go from, you know, championship. We Spurs are supposed to be on top of the world every single season. We're the favorite to win the championship every single season. To like two or three seasons later, uh, it was kind of tough to watch. It's like, wow, Tim's playing like twenty something minutes a game because he cannot. Okay, to, and to your point, it's like it'll just it. They have it all the way up until they don't. But like, 
LeBron is already an anomaly in that way. So you're talking about uh, about skill over athleticism. I, th- I think LeBron has skill and athleticism. I mean, okay. Gall- no one's going to accuse well Gallinari of, of being, you know, like Russell Westbrook. Like, it, no, yeah, it, but it, they look like they the Spurs looked like a YMCA basketball team for the longest time, but they were great. I mean, they were great. They, I mean, they, they play awesome. great basketball, but as a team, yes. Um, so there's not really something I can compare where it's like Tim before he was on the Spurs, you know, or Manu before he was on. They were on the Spurs their whole career. They played right. on one coach. Uh, so it's really hard to say, you know, that it, it would have been different. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, I I saw the younger guys on the on the Spurs, like the Kawhi Leonard's and the and uh, the Patty Mills and the all those. They were running around being quick and and making a lot of the plays while. Uh, these guys kind of died off. And I think uh, as we go along, and it's going to be sad to see, a lot of people are going to shed some tears, but LeBron is going to slow down and he's not going to be competing for an MVP someday. I mean, we say that about, like like I said, Brady, someday, uh, and I think that someday is within two or three years, we're, we're done talking about LeBron in the context of MVP. And maybe the century is the beginning yeah, of it. I, mean, I don't know. Oh, well, maybe in the context of MVP, but that's yeah. just young guys being good. It's more about LeBron being still in a great player. You know, Tim yeah. Duncan was still, if you just think across the three all NBA teams, Tim Duncan was an all NBA selection. I'm looking at his Wikipedia at 38 years old. Yeah. And he was never supremely athletic. Like he and was, he's one of the most skilled Mr. players that's ever lived. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And LeBron has been slided uh, as an MVP even in his peak. Like, I mean, yeah. there's there's years that he should have gotten the MVP, but he he just didn't because you know yeah. the Derrick Rose year. He definitely no no disrespect to Derrick Rose that year, but I think they definitely got bored with <laughs> naming LeBron. Yeah. All right. All right. Enough about LeBron. Let's get into these trades that happened in our league uh, recently. Um, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to name the trade. I want you guys to give me a winner and why. Uh, first trade, Kyle. He received uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, and he gave up to Andrew James Wiseman. Brennan, who do you think won this trade and why? Well, I don't even – I mean, in my opinion, I don't even think it's close. But, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess Andrew's coming at it from – you know, he's a younger guy. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think this was – Andrew is, is Luca, right? No. Nope. Andrew, Andrew is – I love Derek. I, I love, love Derek. Derek. Okay. Andrew tries. Uh, so Andrew's on uh, close to the bottom, so he may be looking towards the future. Um, yeah, that's – he definitely is. He's absolutely yeah. giving up a guy that could help him now when he's already helpless – to get yeah. someone who can maybe help him next year when, uh, you know, he's can win a championship again. I mean, like it or not, James Wiseman's averaging what 13 and like four. I'm not looking at it right now, but it's, it's not Kyle Lowry numbers. Um, I was slightly upset just because I play Kyle, like I think next week. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. And I, I think he's, I think Kyle's dangerous at this point. Okay. Yeah. What I are you mean, saying, Keaton? In terms of a winner, I just I think it's both because Lowry was valueless to Andrew because I don't know how keepable he is in the fifth round 
he very well could get traded in real life this coming week. Um, and so, you know, he's definitely not like a lock keeper in the fifth round. Um, but again, Andrew, who's playing for next year, gets a guy whose ceiling is still very high. Um, Kyle gets a guy who can um, give him some returns right now as he tries to, um, again, like elevate his station in this league from just like middling playoff team to dangerous title contender. Um, so I think in terms of what they're both trying to do with the rest of their regular seasons, they both helped each other get to those goals. I mean, neither is a guarantee, but this trade helps each of them in those areas. So let's look at it like this, uh, because what we're not noticing here is that both these teams have made multiple trades with each other. Um, because well, Andrew's made multiple trades with like with Max, with Kyle. Yeah, with, he's texting everybody. Yeah, but literally these people were involved in trade uh, less than a month ago. So on on February twenty eighth. Uh, they traded Ross Wiseman, Washington for Tate, Randall, and Brown. Um, so what happened was uh, Andrew acquired Kyle Lowry in a trade for with uh, a trade for Nurkic and Hayward. So that was Freeman's main thing. He got he traded Nurkic and Hayward for Kyle Lowry, um, and then he took Kyle Lowry to go get Wiseman back. So let's look at it like this. Um, PJ Washington, Lowry, Ross for Sterling Brown, Jay Sean Tate, and Randall. Let's just say it's Lowry and Washington for Randall. Does that sound like something that's good for you? That's a lot of transitive property, but I it's will really say not. it's really I not. I bet that Kyle I bet that Kyle regrets trading Julius Randall. I think that he right. was probably trying to sell high on him and now Julius Randle still hasn't even peaked this season it looks like like he's still getting better the Knicks are still getting 500 year which is definitely playoffs in the east um okay if you're so, monster jams if you're monster jams and you're trying to win cuz he's trying to win now okay? no i'm saying i bet he regrets trading Julius Randle yeah, he he basically this still- trade i think helps him he can't do a time machine and get Julius Randle back if we redrafted every year would you trade Terrence Ross, Kyle Lowry, and PJ Washington for Julius Randle? No. If I had a team that was lacking roster depth and there was no keepers, maybe no keepers. Because, yeah, Cut keepers out. Next okay, year they keepers. all go back I mean, in. Maybe just because if I need roster depth, like right now, you and me, Huck, like we're sitting at the bottom of the league because we have so many streamable guys. Right. Like Chase, it's not just about his keepers. He has the most guys above streaming. He mm-hmm. doesn't need anyone to score 100 points to win. You and I need like four players apiece to score 120 points to win scoring. Yeah, exactly. So I think maybe. I mean, Terrence Ross is somebody who can get 40 any night and who could go one for 12 from the field any night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it- it just depends on your needs, honestly. I, I don't let I, I honestly at this point, if I were him, I, I wouldn't let uh um uh Rand, Julius Randall go for anything. I mean No Capella he's, he's, and Randall I can tell you from the source, uh Randall and Capella, you would have to it's oh, gonna be very difficult to pry. You, you don't have to tell me from the source, I've heard it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. Yeah. Yeah. Well I, I to be honest, I, th- I think Andrew won this trade. Um, 
you know, I, I, I disagree with you saying that if there was no keepers, that Randall for those three is absolutely a great trade to me. Um, you know, for for uh, Kyle trying to absolutely a great trade. You you posted out there, and I said maybe if I really needed roster depth, okay, he tried to sell. Well, look at Kyle's own. team. Does he need roster depth? I already said that Kyle would probably say he regrets trading Julius Randle, but he can't go back and undo that. So trading a guy for a guy like Lowry is at least a good, he is where he is now. So where he is now trading Wiseman for Lowry, I think it's a win-win trade. Yes. It's a bummer that he tried to sell high on Julius Randle and Julius Randle stonks are only halfway to the moon. So this is one of the teams with, uh, two first rounds with Westbrook and Beal, right? Does he have Westbrook's a second round? He's actually okay. After, so he's got two seconds. Next trade, you're gonna read. He's got Aiton, Westbrook, and Paul George in the second. Okay. Well, his keepers are a mess, I guess. But he's, I mean, he's got oh, a good team. Well, well th- okay. Well, he's got to give two of those guys back. So, oh no, he has to give back Russell Westbrook. What? I mean, so Russell Westbrook is a great asset, but it's okay. Like, but Aiden, oh man, you know, you I traded Aiden earlier. I thought, this season. I thought Max already said Russell Westbrook forgot how to play basketball, <laughs> that, but he, he just got pod cursed, so now he's going to be amazing. Yeah, all oh, right, let's, yes. let's let's move on to the next trade. Let's go to this next trade that, that we've been talking about. Kyle received Paul George, Lonzo Ball, Norm Powell. Uh, and Ethan got Anthony Edwards, who could be Rookie of the Year with Lamelo out, and um, OG Ananobi. Um, Brennan, tell me who won this one. Brennan, you on mute, fam? Sorry, guys. I'm just no, no, problem. <laughs> no um, problem. I, I really tried hard to get Paul George. Uh, not, I mean, not too hard, but no. But you included Miles Turner, who I yeah, spoke very I highly of for like yeah. ten minutes earlier on this podcast. Yeah, I, you know, I, I wanted Paul George in my second. Um, I'm not, I'm not keeping. Uh, God, I keep forgetting his damn name. Uh, Drew Holiday. Um, he's my sec- I think he may be the worst second round pick, but I just was afraid I wasn't getting any any value at second round if I didn't get him. Yeah. I'd say where you are right now, you have, you should have no regrets about what you've done to get to this point. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Um, but I will say uh, I did want Paul. Um, I think the X factor in this trade is actually Norm Powell. Like, mm-hmm. is there a better waiver wire pickup than Norm Powell at this point? Uh, he's playing in like top 30 numbers. Uh, what is he, 25th? Yeah, and he was really bad the first month of the season. Really bad. Andrew Andrew kept him in the 11th round and waited it out and waited it out, and he was losing early matchups and losing early matchups. And then he was like, okay, like it's do or die. T- it's week five or week six, but it's like already do or die time for me. And he dropped him, and then he Norm Powell fucking blew up. I would what, say what he's happened? probably Andrew's least favorite NBA player. I don't know. Toronto was really bad as a team at the start of the year. I mean, that's a that's a win now move. Um, so, yeah, I think Kyle wins this, but I, I think they each win their own respective what, what they're going for. I think you know Ethan sets himself up really nicely for the draft next year uh, with Anthony Edwards. Um, I, I think I think Kyle comes out on top with the win now. Uh, 
attitude. You know, I, I'm in a win now state. So seeing, you know, trades for the draft next year, I, you know, I kind of overlook a little bit. I, and I look at, damn it, now that guy has Paul George, Lonzo Ball, and Norm, Norm Powell I got to face next week. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. But I think Ethan absolutely won this one. I, I don't understand how Anthony Edwards got down to ninth round. I, you know, I mean, this guy was first overall pick. Um, and he's looking pretty good, uh, you know, at, as the season goes on. Uh, he'll probably, like I said in the last podcast a couple weeks ago, he'll probably be a mainstay with Carl Anthony Towns going forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ethan has acknowledged that he's not playing for anything. Kyle, uh, yeah, he stacks some, uh, you know, some players to try to make a run. If he doesn't make a run, which – to, for a championship, which we talked about Trevor's team and how, how much trouble he may have, you know, breaking that top, um, then he lost Anthony Edwards and he, he's probably lost Paul George, uh, you know, and, and whatever else. I, I think he has two fifth rounders. I think he has, he got Lowry. Lowry's in the fifth. He got Lonzo in the fifth. When you say he's, you know, that his keepers aren't a mess. Keepers are a mess. He's throwing a lot of a lot of the people who will be looked at in the top three or four rounds next year are on Kyle's team well, right now. Let me just say, so in negotiations with Kyle, my prediction for Kyle's keepers is Beal in the first, which mm-hmm. in a redraft, he would go in the first. Yes. Um, um, Paul George in the second, which I think in a redraft, he'd go in the second. Um, then he can keep... His choice of Lowry, um, TJ Warren, who is this like enigma who's been hurt a lot of the year, um, or um, Lonzo in the fifth. He's got Karis Levert in the eighth. He's got Darius Garland in the thirteenth. Like he has a lot of late keepers, and now he can choose the best out of three guys in the second round with Paul George and. Aiton and Russellbrook. He can choose three guys in the fifth with TJ Warren and Lowry and Lonzo. But right now, he's trying to win right now, and he's stacking all those guys up. Like I thought uh I thought it was um a good trade for him. I mean, I d- I was very much I it started with I really want Anthony Edwards. So yeah, like I started it. And I mean, who uh, would I mean I really started it on the podcast last week, but uh, honestly, I, I, you know, to what Brennan's point, you know, Norm Powell is an unkeepable guy that is, he's probably the be- the best unkeepable guy. Um, and he will probably go in the fourth or fifth round next year. Um, only because I think people will forget his name. Um, we'll end with keepers and stuff like the fourth or fifth round might be the 20th pick, but I really think Kyle, I mean, I don't think it's, his keepers are a mess by stacking talent to try and win. Now. Yes. It's going to put guys back in the draft, but like he doesn't need Anthony. He's still got Karis in the eighth and who you love. I know Huck for a fact. Oh, and, I've talked about him all the time and I've tried to get him before. And I think I've, was it Kyle I was talking to or somebody else who Kyle's had, I think Kyle kept him yes. last year or acquired him early in the season. Yeah, or I talked to him and I said, he said, "Will you take care of Silver for so and so?" And I said, "Yeah, but you know, he's he's uh, you know going to be good or some." So I I mentioned that he was going to be good or he was coming back to play, and 
uh, I reneged on that trade, you know, but yeah, I was very close to acquiring him and I would be open to acquiring him again uh, if he was willing to trade him. But I know that he's the only keeper that he has in that round. Probably not going to happen, especially now that he's back and all he's been through. It's a feel good story. Good guy. Now I think it'll be tougher and giving up those ninth and twelfths is with keeping an eighth and 13th in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And having that keeper security to go for it now. So now I think to you talked about a few weeks ago, Huck would the, after so many trades, does it just dry up the trade market because all the winners and losers have done their dance to playing for this year versus playing for next year. And now it's like, now it's, it's not too far gone, but like, will we see any more blockbusters? Right. The trade deadline's April 9th. So we've got a couple weeks. I would hope so. I would hope so. It makes it exciting. Um, I, I want to add one more thing. Sure. I mean, Kyle's got Bradley Beal, Paul, Paul George, Daniel Ayton, DeAndre Ayton. That was my second one. There you um, go. <laughs> got to make a quota. Russell Westbrook, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. And oh, yeah, DeRozan. Like, those are those are a lot of good players on, on one team. I'm, I mean – He's he's a he's a dangerous dude right now. Um, those are those are the guys I'm most most scared about. Is those middle tier guys that they could beat you any night. They run run him slam, um, and, and Kyle and honestly, I mean, is I mean, Luke's got a decent team too at, at this point. I mean, it's now the McCollum's back. Yeah, yeah. Well. We can move. We'll we'll talk about it later. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a dangerous. Yeah. Game. yeah. All right. So we're gonna skip the the defensive talk. We're gonna go to the de- or push the defensive talk till next week. Uh, we're already more than an hour in. We haven't got to the matchups, but we cannot skip the history lesson and NBA trivia. This is very important. Uh, this is something Ethan put together. Um, Ethan, would you like to take it away? Oh, preemptively, before I before we do this, I want to say this is the first time we've done trivia, and it's very exciting. I always love trivia. Um, and I think we should be a mainstay in, on, on the weekly podcast every single week. Um, but uh, if you want to follow along, you can pause it, think about the answer, see how many you get right, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to pause. We're going to keep going. We're going to shoot it out there. We're probably going to get nothing right. But Ethan... Go ahead. Take it away. All right. Thank you, Huck. Um, So this trivia uh, this week is inspired by Elgin Baylor, who passed yesterday um, at the age of 86. We texted about him a little bit in the group text. A couple of Elgin Baylor highlights before I set up the question. 27.4 points per game to this day. Still the third highest in NBA history behind Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain. 13.6 rebounds a game. Still to this day, 10th all time in NBA history, 13 and a half rebounds. He's six foot five. Every other person ahead of him, the top nine ahead of him, was at least six foot nine. So, I mean, he's basically playing small forward, averaging 13 and a half rebounds a game. He was a 10 time first team all NBA selection in 11 years. Um, just a really incredible player. Um, and so, with all of that in mind, um, again, I just said he's one of 10 players all time to be named to the all NBA first team at least 10 times. Um, How many of the other nine players can you name? And I figure we could go back and forth between y'all and then do like a 
three strikes thing, like a family feud format. So for you at home before Brennan and Huck start to listen, if you want to try and think of the answer yourself, the question again is Elgin Baylor is one of 10 players in NBA history to be named to the all NBA first team at least 10 times. How many of the other nine players can you name? So, okay. I I'll go first. I, I hopefully okay. I won't get a strike here. Let's talk uh, LeBron James. That is correct. Brennan, okay. you're next. <laughs> I, I had flashbacks to uh, uh, what's that Adam Sandler movie? Billy Madison. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think all NBA started in what 1940 something. So I, I think yeah, I will have, say that this list goes all the way back to as far back as I am aware of NBA. So with my first round pick, I'm going to have to go with Will. Uh, do not tell me that. that no, I give that man Wilt a strike. Is, yeah, that's a strike. I figured every year he was in the league, he'd get it. Uh, at that wrong. Point. Well, I mean, Bill Russell would, uh, he was, he was playing second. Position, don't, so. don't, don't ruin it. <laughs> He's okay. my second round pick. All right, I will go. Let's see. I will go Hakeem Olajuwon. That is also incorrect. What? Oh, come on! You're you're just you're making up this list. Okay. I'll send it out in the group text. Okay. 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 All, all right. right. All right. Brandon, go ahead. Damn. I, I'm gonna have to. Uh, all right. Abdul Jabbar. There you go. All right. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Huck, you're up. Okay. Uh, let's see. All NBA, this longe- longevity. If you look at the show outline, you can see what which ones have already been gotten. I know. I see it. Okay. I see well, it. I just, I feel like there's. I, I'm there's trying to think here. I'm trying. Yeah, I know. We'll go Bill Russell. Bill Russell's incorrect. I tried to warn you. He and wow. Will oh, first teams because they played I in the same you were just, era. I thought you were just. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna we're gonna keep on going. Keep, keep, All right, keep on. I'm gonna say with my second pick, Carl Malone. Third pick, probably, but Carl Malone. Carl Malone is correct. Wow. Okay, so that's giving me a little hint here. If Carl longevity, baby. If Carl was doing it for that long, was Kobe doing it for that long? Kobe Bryant is correct. Okay, okay. all right. Back on it. All right. Uh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird is incorrect. Oh, oh he's out. He's out. I, I, I'm just gonna go until I, until I miss. That's my second strike. What are you talking about? That's oh the, oh shit. Okay, never mind then. Sorry. <laughs> hey, let, let's just keep going anyway because we we're we're only just getting started. You guys have four. Okay. Um, I will do Shaq. Damn it. Shaquille O'Neal is incorrect. Wow. Shit. Man, came in the league in what, 92, 93? I thought for sure. Retired in like To clarify the question, this is specifically first team. So like, um, again, like at center, 
there's especially in the older school, like there's one center. Like okay. as we kind of phased out of the older school, Dwight Howard, he's I'll just tell you, Dwight didn't get 10 first teams, but he got first teams because it's like he was one of the last good old school centers. Right. I feel like I digress. Yep. Yeah. All right, um, Brent, go ahead. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson is like incorrect. Yeah, you just can't go from that that uh, that generation there. Right. Uh, he had a longer career too. I thought. Uh, yeah. See, As you can see, we didn't we didn't do research before this. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, did, I didn't want I to cheat. I didn't want to cheat. You know. Yeah, I didn't so, uh, There's like two guys on here who I wouldn't expect most people to get, but. You guys, so that would, you know, there, I think there's seven that you 100% know these players, and you guys have gotten four. There's about, two in particular that I'm shocked you guys haven't guessed. How about Michael Jordan? There you go. Oh, man, he was in my 10. He yeah. was in my 10 category. I know he has 10, I know he has 10 scoring titles, so I thought, I thought he'd be 10. Shit. Yep. Huh? Okay, Ryan, you're up. Oh, damn it. Um, all right. I hate to see. I, I I'm gonna put myself out there. I might be making a fool of myself. I'm gonna say Kevin Durant. No, I don't think that's a foolish guess. It's what incorrect, but I don't think that's a foolish <laughs> guess. Any incorrect guess is foolish. Um, no, I I'll go Tim Duncan. There you go. That's yes. the other one. I was like, Huck, come on, dude. Yeah. I well, knew I you know. Move to Texas eventually. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you All guys right. have any uh, more guesses? You've gotten six. I do. I have a lot more, but I, okay. mean, I don't know if they're any right. Uh, Kevin Little Garnett. No, but that's a good guess. Fuck. <laughs> Let's go. I think he lost him to Tim Duncan a lot of the time. Yeah. Dirk only has like a couple of first teams, like his MVP year and one other year because of those that, two guys. Yeah, Dirk what? is Dirk's only. It, anyway. Let's go Stockton. No, but that's another guess. Who's the better point guard okay, from that okay. from that uh, that that age? Nobody. Nobody. Uh okay. Uh shit. Um Magic. Again, there's really uh, only Ma- one Magic more I in the league that long. Oh shit. Uh Nash? No. All right, I'm going to give you each one more guess. Because there's only one guy left that I think is actually gettable, and then I'll reveal all the answers. Okay, yeah, because I'm making a fool of myself at this point. No, dude, I think these are all fine guesses. Um, Koozie. Uh, oh, shit! Bob Koozie was one of the ones I didn't think y'all would get. How can you get a bonus guess after Brennan? Sweet. Bob Koozie's correct. There's two guys left. One is very gettable. One is virtually ungettable. Here's the thing. All my 11 guys, like 11 plus or 10 plus, they've already been said. Uh, <laughs> or they were just wrong. Um, did I say George Gervin? No, that's a good guess. Um, I think George Gervin is screwed by having, like Dr. J, having a good chunk of his career in the ABA. Well, what about Dr. J? <laughs> no, Dr. J is also wrong because Heck for the same it. logic. How dare you? Huck, bonus guess for getting Bob Cousy. 
Okay. Um, geez. A... Let's go. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to say Barkley, but it's not Barkley. It's got to be. Uh, I'll go Clyde Drexler. I don't think he was long. Nope. Clyde Drexler is incorrect. The incredible one that has not been named is the logo, Jerry West. Ah, the logo. And the ungettable one is a big man by the name of Bob Pettit, who played from 1954 to 1965. Um, He kind of was like the dominant big man after George Mikan with like the beginning of the NBA and before like Russell and Wilt and everybody in the 60s. He won a championship and yeah, he was the the kind of the reigning big man between those eras before basketball was really, really established. So that's, nice. I only learned all this from looking up the trivia, but so um, bonus questions Bob. and we'll, Hey, good for Bob bonus and, and questions. And we'll fly through these. I don't, oh, I, ahead, don't I don't think that the, that Brandon understands this question. So th- these next three are part of the last 10. These next. Three yes. Are, uh, these. So the, the bonus questions, these three of the, the nine players up there, and Elgin Baylor is actually, you can consider him for this. You didn't have to guess him. I gave that in the prompt. Right. But, so um, three of the 10 players have 11-plus first-team selections. Oh, so a step up. Okay. I see. So, okay. you know, well, shoot, shoot till you miss back and forth. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Brent. Anything you can do better? Let's go. Friend. All right. Uh, I mean, what was uh, I got? I think LeBron. I think LeBron's been All NBA for a long. That's time. correct. LeBron James has the most first team All NBAs in league history with thirteen and counting. Um, wow. Longevity, yeah, is a massive. Yeah, he's all right. Is a massive thing. He, okay, he, Huck. He, he, uh, let's see, eighty-five to ninety-five. It's not MJ. I don't think it's not MJ. Um, it's going to be uh tim nope tim has 10 on the nose oh all right brennan guess Guess till you miss huck is out give me the the postman carl malone that is correct really 11 old motherfucker he has 11 (laughs) and there's one other guy who has 11 all right kareem no, it's oh! Kobe, it's another twenty-year player, Kobe Bryant. Fuck. All right. Well. All right. Please. Okay. Now, last, real quick. There's three players, um, and I will say all three of them were guessed as incorrect guesses above that had that just missed the cut and have nine first-team okay. All NBAs. I'm ready. Okay. Guess one. Kevin Durant. Uh. Tell me that's not right. I don't think that he. Got it. Hold on, no, he's just not Hold good. Just not a good player. I. Nope, Kevin Durant. I wanted to double check, but no, Kevin Durant's not correct. Okay. Uh, Stockton. John Stockton is not correct. Are you sure? Are you? Are... <laughs> Hold on, I'll pull it back up. I have it. Uh... Just in case the audience didn't know we were experts, now we're proving it. Yeah, he's looking up the Stockton thing. Everybody stand by. 
I'm Stock- looking it up. Stockton but could have. He has nine. He could have ten. Nope. Stockton is incorrect. Okay. All right. I've got All it officially pulled okay. up. So the three that have exactly nine um, are Oscar Robertson, Oof. Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. Okay. Oh. I got the next one. <laughs> that means he just gave it to us. <laughs> I was going to say, it's over. It's got to be, be Shaq. Yeah, no. Shaq has eight. Yes, Shaq is the next guy on the list in in theory with eight. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, he he gave it to us. I'm gonna go Larry Bird and Magic. <laughs> oh damn it! Already- <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Enough. Enough of these shenanigans. Enough playing around. Thank you for being here for an hour and a half before we get into these matchups. But we are here. We are at the matchups. Uh, let's start with the um, the. Uh, Victor? No, I'm sorry, not the victor. The loser of last week's, uh, you know, regular season Super Bowl. Chase's neat team FC was 85-46-1 and, and currently in first place versus White Men Can't Jump. That is Neil, 70-57-5. Brennan, tell me who you think wins this matchup. Well, I, I got a, a little peek into the matchup uh, just by the uh, nature of when we're recording this. Um I mean, yeah, Chase is obviously going to win. He's up 10-1. I mean, he's almost doubled field goals made, as he does. Um, His field goal percentage is great. The free throw percentage, that's what got me last week. Um, Yeah, I I, I can't. I I think white men can't jump, would be lucky to get three or four this week. Um, If if not, I think it's going to be one to two. Uh, he might get turnover. I mean, he's going to get turn turnovers. That he's got one, so he's got yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, Ethan, but. tell me, what do you think? I I think Chase's team is obviously one of the top teams. I think unless he's playing um, Brandon or Paul, he is should be expected to win every week. Um, I almost beat Neil last week, which was surprising. I think Neil's team is better than it's been playing of late um but i also think he um we're starting to see that he has some guys that can be sort of up and down in terms of their quality of play like um this one hits close to home but like rui hachimura like he's a guy that can have great nights but who can also disappear um you've got um a few guys like that up and down his roster and so um you know, I think he's an inconsistent team. I think Chase is a very consistent team, so I will pick Chase. Yeah, I'm going to go Chase. Um, you know, on just on a off night here, where we got Burks, Hachimura, and Olenek against uh, Zion, Kuzma, and Horton Tucker, and R.J. Barrett. I mean, this is just, like I said, one of those off nights uh, where only a couple people play, and on when you're having this kind of mismatch on this kind of night. It's just, it's tough to project Neil to get more than a few points. Kuzma's been playing out of his mind um, to uh, fill in for some of these injuries. And uh, I don't know how y'all let him get Taylor Horton Tucker as the G League guy is now filling in for LeBron. Uh, you know, Chase team's pretty unstoppable right now. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to beat him in any of the percentages when Zion shooting 692, uh, literally just a, a dunk master. I don't even know. Um, you know, we, we talk about old school guys like, like Dwight Howard. I mean, this guy doesn't, 
doesn't really shoot. He's he's at the rim all the time. So um, I will interject and say Horton Tucker is 15 minutes in with three points and. I know, yeah, but come on. He, since I mean, in the last week, he uh, he's double-digit scoring and every night except for the twentieth. Uh, you know, a couple nights ago. So yes, it's a very Can off I, night. I'll say one more thing. He's uh-huh. zero for two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He's zero for eleven three pointers before today. Yeah, in the last five games, not a not Whoops. a shooter from deep, not a shooter from deep, but he's surviving. Uh, he's leading Neil by seventy points and three uh, from from deep. So I think he's okay with having him, uh, you know, miss those shots. All right, next matchup: Thunder from down under seventy seven fifty two and three versus Godzilla got busy seventy four fifty six and two. Ethan, what do you think of this matchup? Well, we kind of alluded to it earlier. I think Max is going to be in some trouble in the meantime without LeBron. Um, He's in good standing record-wise to weather the storm and make the playoffs for sure. Um, So I don't think it's a crisis mode until we learn more about LeBron's status. But for this week in a vacuum, where we're led to assume LeBron almost certainly won't play, uh, then, yeah, it's going to be an extremely uphill battle for him. Um, John Wall, you know, going back to – having good players on bad teams only if they're young, if they're a veteran, like John wall, he's going to start getting load managed. He's starting going to start getting minutes restricted. Um, you know, so that's somebody who I don't think is going to necessarily have like a great week. We, <laughs> the injury report with Lou Dort as tank violator was one of the mm-hmm. funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Um, but that's another like, okay, shit. Like, he has good players on bad teams, and that doesn't always mean good things. Um, good news for him. Nurkic is hopefully coming back from injury soon. Um, Cam Reddish maybe is getting shopped out by Atlanta, so he, he maybe comes back and to the good side of having young players on bad teams starting maybe a lot of minutes on a team that um, that was a seller at the deadline. Um, but for this week in a vacuum, it's going to be – um, very tough to beat a team the caliber of Paul's. Paul is, uh, well, I feel like I've yielded my time, but Paul is very injured right now, but he also has a very deep team. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be hard to beat Paul this week. I mean, we got Fournier putting up 31 points, um, you know, on a Tuesday of all days. Uh, yeah, no, I think Paul really has this one. Max's team is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he does have talent in a lot of different areas, but without LeBron, it just doesn't look like his team. Uh, he would be seventh or eighth um, with no LeBron right now. He'd be struggling and he'd be competing with the likes of Victor and, and those down at the uh, bottom of the playoffs without LeBron. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think Max's team is good, but he can't compete with those who are in first, second, third, even down to, to Trevor. Um, it's it's going to be a struggle, and he really needs to get him back if he's going to uh, compete for a championship. Brennan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean to to piggy off to piggyback off of uh, Ethan's comment. I mean he's got so or Thunder from down under has so many weapons. He's got basically he's almost got three first round picks. He's got Damian Lillard, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler maybe on the fringe, but. I'll tell you another person. There's a guy on his team that's leading in, leading the league in rebounds, and he's second in blocks. Do you know who that player is? 
Leading a team uh, in rebounds, Rudy Gobert. Like blocks. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. In- incorrect. It's Rudy Gobert. Um, oh, yeah. damn it. I delicious. <laughs> Yogurt on the go, go bird. That's the second one. Yeah, but I, I mean, he's got he's got a lot of assets. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really see Max winning this one. Um, maybe if he had the volume, uh, if he had more games played, but it looks like they're both pretty low on games played. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Thunder from down under on this one. Uh, I would say at the worst, seven to four. Mm. We're, we're pretty much in agreement thus far. Let's see if we can keep it going here. Monstar Jam, 73-56-3 versus Rumham Slam, 72-58-2. Probably the best matchup that we have all week here. Um, we've talked a lot about Trevor's team going into today. We've talked a lot about Kyle's team, too. Both these teams uh, we have you know, really laid on, whether it be trades or just talking about the longevity. Uh, it, Trevor's not helping himself. We all say good things about him, uh, but when he's not playing Bujic, uh, Cameron Johnson, or Jamal Murray um, on a Tuesday of all days, uh, you know, it's it's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, you know, Kyle's doing what I feel is questionable tactics in trying to win this championship. I know Ethan disagrees with all the trades he's made, but um, he's going to win this week. Uh, just because I think his team is uh, superior, more superiorly superiorly set up, uh, and uh, you know if he if he doesn't miss any of these uh, transactions and and fills up the stat sheet, then yeah, he's got it. I think he'll be close, but uh, Monster Jams will win this one probably seven to four. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go up next. Um... I really like Monstar Jams. Is uh, I'll say it correctly. Um, I really <laughs> like him. Um, Monstar Jams. Yeah, he, you know, he he picked up my long lost lover, uh, Paul Millsap, maybe an hour ago. Uh, I finally dropped him yesterday. Uh, I don't know. He he was a good like ten and five guy every night, and now he's just kind of dropped off, but. I will say, uh, I, I, although I love Monstar Jams' team, he's got no big men. Um, I will. I say that with you know uh, DeAndre Ayton having 16 rebounds uh, in the fourth quarter right now, or through the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I don't know where he picks up those big men stats. Um, you know, even in his utility positions, he's got Russell Westbrook, Kyle Lowry. He's got a lot of power forwards, I guess, but none, none of those guys that are just really going to secure the, the rebound uh, category for you. Uh, for that reason, I'm going to pick Run, Rumham just this week and hope that it doesn't bite me in the ass next week when I play Monstar. But yeah, I, I'm going to take, Mon, or I'm gonna take uh, Rumham 6-5 this week. It's going to be okay. close. It's, it's so close that... When I was picking my matchups, I halfway circled Monstar and then circled Run. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, all right, uh, Ethan, tell me. Um, well, I, I think it it really, like you said, it hurts Trevor that he has Murray and Vucevic games on the bench. Um, but like I've done the same thing this season, so it is what it is. But in terms of my prediction, a big 
part of why I lean towards Kyle is on that merit. Um, you know, to Brennan's point, like I'm looking at Aiton with 16 rebounds right now, and I'm looking at um, well, Vujovic didn't have an incredible night anyway, to be honest. But um, I'm still looking at 39 points, 12 rebounds on his bench from um, Vuj and Murray, and uh, so those can those can obviously be um, killers for the week. Um, I think long term, um, Kyle's trending upward. Trevor's team is about to. Um, head in any number of different directions or unless the real life trade deadline is all smoke. Um, but for this week, I'm taking Monstar Jams over Rum Ham Slam. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on to the next matchup here. We got Super Gallinario Brothers, the person that we thought would be the most suited for eighth place. 66, 64, and 2 versus Luke and My Balls, 62, 68, and 2. A very important matchup for playoffs. Uh, Brennan, tell me, who do you think wins this one? So, I mean, as I've already talked about, I, I actually do like Super, Super Gallinario Brothers, uh, his team. I, I do think they're, they're playing well right now. I think right now he's just – he needs Luca to regress to the mean a bit. I mean, he's shoot Luca's right now is, is shooting sixty percent field goal, fifty five percent three point percentage. That's going to come down, and, and I think super and I think Victor's three point percentage. He's at thirty two percent. That's going to come up. Uh, I think it will get closer, um, and, and it might come down to volume. In which case, I'm going to probably take Victor. Uh, I mean, Lucas' team's playing well if he just, you know, plays them is the problem. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, for I mean, for that reason, I'm, I'm going to have to take Victor. Uh, you know, he's attentive. I've wanted Chris Ball since week two. Um, not that I've given him very good trading options, but I just think he's a – for assists, I mean, you can't get a better player than Chris Ball at this point, I don't think. Um, he plays every game. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take Victor here on this one. Uh, okay, seven to four. Or shit, six to five. It's going to be close. All right, Ethan, what do you think of this one? So, I hate what I'm about to do, Victor. Sorry, dude. I am picking the autopilot because he's up eight to three right now. Luca still has not played yet this week. Tatum still has not played yet this week. The one thing I know, Luca, my balls does is on Monday morning at the start of the week, he just does set active players for the whole week and lets it go. Um, you know, I, I, he's not going to put people in injured spots or anything like that. Like, I get it. But, um, but he has a naturally talented team, and he hasn't even flexed with probably his two best players yet, and he's beating Victor 8-3. to three. And Victor's best player who hasn't played yet is... Kelly Oubre. Who Kelly Oubre is all right. It's going to catch up to him though. He's got two injured guys in his starting lineup right now. So. I think games, but my point is, even when Victor closes games played, or like as you know, goat blows past him in games played, it's gonna how much that closes the gap is going to be mitigated by the fact that 
Hurwitz is already up without getting games from Luca or Tatum, who he's who are healthy. Like it was the autopilot's always worse when his team's more injured because he's not going to put people in his injured spots. Right now, yeah, he's wasting roster spots with Reddick and Beverly, and he's not doing ad drops. It's objectively inefficient. But he all his all-stars are healthy and he's already got a lead without his two best players doing anything. So I think he'll hold on and win six five, which honestly is fine for Victor because the big thing for him in these kinds of matchups is, um, is you know just keep it close. Don't let it fuck up your record. If he lost six five, he'd still have a winning record, um, and uh, Luke would be, um, you know, Luke is somebody who has a tough matchup this week. But we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Luke in my balls as well. I think he could breeze through this matchup with. Uh, with the team that he has, if he put it all together. And uh, like, like Ethan said, I think he's going to put people in as they play. Um, I mean, that's a small plus. So you'll see some Luca, you'll see some, uh, some uh, Sabonis. Uh, you won't see Mark but that's okay. Uh, you know, and, and so I think Luca, my balls going to take, this is going to be closer than probably eight, three, uh, probably a seven, four. Uh, but but yeah, I think Luca My Balls takes it and kind of competes for that eighth spot. I would, I would watch your back, Victor. I think, um, you know, that you might struggle to keep that spot to yourself. Um, but if it's six five either way, I mean, yes, somebody gains a game, but that's like almost a draw in terms of the two of them jockeying for position. There's only three games splitting them. If he gains one, it's not really a draw. Yeah, but Luke is in between them, and Luke is is. Well, we'll get to his matchup, but he's in between them and his team is peaking. So, yeah. Well, I'll be, I'm not just talking about, you know, I'm not talking about Luke. Luke is zero regardless or, or not. It's I, you're talking about Victor. I'm more talking about, I think the autopilot will fade, but this week I think he'll win. But I don't right. think And that's what we're talking today. about the, the yeah. matchup. We're talking about the matchup. That's all we're talking about. I'll talk about, about what I want to talk about, huh? Sure, sure. It's what the people want. You Me. will yield you will yield Me. your time. <laughs> uh next up, I love Dirk, 45, 85, and two versus Kevin Ware's knee. Uh 40, 90, and two. Ethan, be quick about this. Well, <laughs> I mean, a- Andrew is uh Andrew got you last week. He's going to get Kevin Ware's knee this week. It's not going to change his philosophy on going for it this season versus playoffs, baby next season. But it is, as we round out the round Robin, it is, I think going to better contextualize his team. Um, you know, Kevin Ware's knee has fallen behind you, Huck. Uh, I think after last week you have, I, it not insurmountably, but it's going to be tough for you to now get Andrew in the standing. So for pride's sake, he, can chase after me and I see him enough that I'm sure I'll hear about it plenty if he catches me or we'll make shot bets on it. Actually, Andrew, yes, let's make shot bets on 11th place. We deserve this. Um, I pick you this week. All right, Brandon, what do you think? I mean, I don't, I don't know how you don't pick. I love Dirk. Um, Kevin wears me. I mean, what is he last and how many, Different categories. He's last in every counting stat except for turnovers, of course, in which he is the best. Yeah. And then he's <laughs> second to last in blocks. All right. Okay. Hawk. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll never hear this. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I will say that I, I saw Justin or I saw a holiday appear on the uh, waiver wire this week. 
and I like rushed to my phone, and then I was like, oh, not not that holiday. Um, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, I mean, yeah, I mean, Julius Randall, he could just start Julius Randall and probably win at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but I love Dirk. It's gonna take this. He took me last week. Uh, sad. Kevin Ware. Kevin Ware's knees. That's sad. Uh, sad team. You know, for Matt Stafford. Uh, not not doing anything, and you know, not much. Not much else to say besides that. It's a it's a decent team to take over if if he's gonna hand it off to somebody. But uh, but. Yeah, I've I got I love Dirk this this week and and go forward. Maybe he'll look, he'll he won't be in the trash, the bottom, the Doink, the clown, the Kevin Ware, need the world. He'll move up to the Shalom y'alls of the world, you know, the big time. <laughs> um, big yeah, big move. All right, next matchup here: Hong Kong Heroes, 84, 46 and two versus Uniballer, sixty-one, six, seven and four. Um, this might be closer than we might think uh, on mm-hmm. paper here. Um, I do like Unibolzer's team. Like Ethan said, it is peaking. Um, he, he does have, uh, you know, uh, Jacob Podol, uh, Malik Monk. Certain people have stepped up to become, you know, viable starters. Um, and and I think that that's, that's going to continue. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that right now on the other side, Hong Kong Heroes, um, you know, it's not – looking like like your nets the joe harris's and the bruce browns of the world are doing enough that uh, you're going to be able to blow them out joe kitch is obviously a nightly triple double congratulations to him tonight he's shooting 647 good lord um uh filling up the stat sheet for you there uh but but yeah with with a few injuries here with d rose surprisingly not playing thought he would play tonight uh, coach's decision coach's yeah. decision uh Drogic, um being out uh irving i guess seeing his parents he was, he was tired yeah i i don't know personal reasons um that you know you're giving you a chance you're giving him a uh time to to jump back into this race so i i think this is close this could be a five five tie um at the end of the week that's my prediction um ethan what do you think i think um you know i've said it a few times on this podcast i think uniballers is really peaking right now um i think brennan's gonna win but i think it's another one of those examples where luke is having to go toe-to-toe with the number one um Roto team, second place in the standings, um, you know, with his playoff life basically on the line every week now, um, the way the bubble is shaping up that I think just keeping it six to five or five to five or something like that is a massive victory. Um, especially after we all just picked Victor to potentially lose, which guarantees nothing, but like he's down eight, three right now. Um, so I don't know if I take uniballers, but I take uniballers to keep it close enough that it matters still for the playoff race. And I say that because I think um, Brennan is a really complete team, but he kind of said it earlier. If he has one minor vulnerability, it's just volume scoring. Like, um, and I mean that in terms of depth of players on his roster who can give him 20 points on a given night. Now that he's got, he being Luke has McCollum, um, Michael Porter, Devin Booker all playing together 
um, for the first time as Jared Allen finally gets to realize his full potential um, is a really big deal in terms of being able to get volume scoring and kind of follow that chase type of model. And I'm looking at their box score and he's already got a not insurmountable by any stretch, but given that it's been two days, like a pretty healthy lead in field goals made and points scored and three pointers made. Um, and so that's going to keep him in it all week. The defensive stats are, are really interesting. I, I do tend to think Brennan will come out on top of those because he, he tends to do that most weeks. Um, and that might be what gets him the win. But I, I think Luke's team is survives on the playoff bubble, even after facing a very formidable foe. Yep. All right, Brennan, defend yourself. No, I mean, I, I was going into this matchup. I was nervous. Um, he, he's got the volume on me by like nine games um, as of right now. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, the, the blocks is it, Luke, Luke's got the block. That's like my number one of my number one categories. And Luke's really good at blocking. And I don't know how I don't know. He's, he's probably going to take that one from me. I don't to give you a little backstory. This is a revenge game for me. Uh, I, I was up sixty points going into the finals of fantasy football on on Luke, and he had uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in the last game. And I don't know if you know this or not, but they both scored like thirty five points. So this is a this is a re- revenge game. I'm, I'm don't worry. I, I'm going to get that volume up. I've already used three of my five ads because of my fucking. Kyrie Irving uh, deciding not to get on the plane. Um, yeah, I man, it's going to be close. You're right. I don't. I don't see five five. I think mm. my percentages might edge him out. I, I see maybe six four. I'm gonna take that. Okay. All right. Hey, fair enough. Uh, that's being humble. Uh, let's go to this last matchup. This uh, this is a banger. This is a this is a heated matchup. Shalom y'all, fifty-seven, seventy-three, and two versus Doink, the clown, forty-one, eighty-nine, and two. Brennan, tell me who you think comes out on top here. Shalom y'all versus Doink the clown. Oh man, um, y'all are really uh, making me pick between mommy and daddy here. Yeah. I'm looking at our stats right now after having just <laughs> looked at the stats of Brennan and Luke's matchup. Like their field goals are 70 to 57. And like Luke has the 70, like fuck yeah, Uniballers. Huck and I, 53 to 51. Yeah. Just, just settling in nicely in our lane of the league. Not yeah, being competitive. Ethan, uh, I will say for percentages, you got nowhere to go but up. Um, you're not you're not gonna be shooting sixty nine percent from three free throws. I mean, you sure you're shooting twenty seven percent from three. Um, you're gonna regress to the mean eventually. I'm gonna have to take Shalom y'all here. Uh, uh. I just, I, I know I, I I'm so sorry. I he's got nine more games to play than you, and that's that's gonna be. I, I think he's going to regress back to the mean on, on the percentages. And I think the volume's just going to overtake you, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I would love to say that I, lo- I like your team. I like Nerlens Noel and uh, Emmanuel quickly. How about that? Okay. All right. That's good. UK players, so that's fine. Yeah. 
All right, uh, Ethan, tell me, what do you think? As you I mean, <laughs> yeah, anything, you drop somebody. <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah, I just dropped because I was going through my all. I wanted to come out with the Shalom Y'all All Stars, which is the players that I actually really need to contribute for me this week, but all who probably have an update in their bio that's like. Uh, this guy is very droppable unless you're desperate in a deep league like me. So <laughs> Raul Neto, backup point guard for your Washington Wizards. The Wizards gave up a casual buck 30 to the Knicks tonight. The Knicks hadn't scored over 100 points, I think, but once in their last four games. But you come to Washington, boom, 130 points. Easy. Wow. Needed more from him tonight. Eight points, one assist, one steal. Um, Jordan Poole of the Warriors. He has had over 20 points in three straight games and their game just tipped tonight because again, West Coast Warriors need him to be significant. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams had a triple-double the last time we recorded this podcast. Fucking hilarious. Cameron Payne. Uh, if I gave you... Who just can't... Well, you guys probably already looking, but I would never have known that Cameron Payne played for the fucking Phoenix Suns until like four days ago when I really needed to add him to try and beat Neil. Really? So it's uh it's a real, real fucking crapshoot. I'm not gonna have him beat all week again, I assume. Um so it is what it is. I think I can beat H Huck because it's Huck, but I also think I could lose to Huck because it's me. Mm. Hedge. Yeah, this is just sad. It's just a sad hedge. It is a very sad uh, thing because you look at these matchups. Most of these games are pretty much done, except for Jordan Poole. None of our guys. We had uh, what, uh, like ten plus people play. None of them got into double scoring, except for Emmanuel Quickly. And Emmanuel Quickly scored fourteen points and got blanked in every other category. Uh, this is just the normal stat lines from all my players. Uh, you're looking at uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope's lineup for the night. One for seven, um, three points, three rebounds. Oh, just, I mean, Derek Jones halfway through has a steal. Uh, it's, this is just how the year has gone. I mean, we pick up people and we kind of you know, try to depend on them and somehow they come out and just disappoint us night after night after night. Um it's not our year, but this may be my week. I'm picking me this week. I'm going to take uh, a a six. Um, let's go six five matchup. Doink the clown over Shalom y'all, and I take it on the last night. Um, I'm going to be making moves this week, Ethan. I'm me too, dog. I'm, I'm making moves as we record. <laughs> OG Ananobi uh, is back off the injured list, so I had to drop somebody to activate him. And I dropped the guy I didn't want to say on my All Stars. I had more guys loaded up too. Robin Lopez, God. Um, Rudy yeah. Gay. I mean, You're slaying me with these words. TJ yeah. McConnell has been really important to me for like eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, triple double last time we, uh, we I recorded yes. podcast. He had the ten steal game. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That was back off off Ethan. The the free yeah. agents are out there, man. I'm I'm playing against. Five of my formal team, former teammates who are all playing great basketball right now. Like, yep. like Will Barton. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Will Barton. I had to make sure his first name was Will. Will Barton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have also had Will Barton. He's a whore. 
Dude, Pat, been on most Patty of our Mills. Teams. I dropped Patty Mills early in the year. And yeah. Dude, Patty, Patty Mills team. was on Max's team for like six weeks. Yeah, dude. Sure just, Max's team. But he had like a real hot month and a half there. To go back to my three-point shooting uh, take, the fact that it touches five different um, categories, I had Doug McDermott for a while, and he may be out of, outside of the top 100, but this dude, I mean, he'll, he'll play – 18 minutes and score 20 points every night. Like it doesn't matter how long you put him out there. He's scoring 15 points. So I'm upset that I dropped him. Um, I had to kind of do it because I had guys coming off an injury, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I I think the three point specialist is uh, undervalued sometimes in this league. Yeah, I, I would agree. I was prepared to be like, Okay, 20 points anytime. I am looking at it right now, and Doug McDermott has scored in double figures in eight straight games, scored at least 15 points in all but two of them. He, yeah, he's hit 20 points three times. Like, I did not give credit for the score that Doug McDermott is. 14 points for the season, but 14 points a night for the season, of course, but definitely more than that, I bet, in his... Like his last 30 days, I bet it's higher than that. Yeah, Luke's done well on the waiver wire for sure. Yeah. Well, all right, boys. Uh, it was a good podcast. Good to have you on, Brennan, for the first Thank time. You, it's good. Glad nice. to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, nice to meet you. And um, is there anything you guys want to say before we head off into the night? Yeah, uh, well, we, we mentioned maybe talking about Draymond as the best defensive player of all time. I, I just wanted to say that I thought Jermaine O'Neal and, and uh, Stephen Jackson were the best defensive players uh, off the court. Um, <laughs> coincidentally okay. enough, coincidentally enough, my favorite defensive uh, player was on the court that day, and that that was Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, yes, um, that's yes. best defensive player of our lifetime. I mean, uh-huh. hell, I I would take Matumbo just for the funny local commercials over Draymond, but yeah, that's just, that is a, that Geico commercial is one of their best for sure. I'm glad it's come back for the dance. And they have a lot too. And they have a lot of good uh, advertising there. Their marketing team does good work. Um, Anyway, I have a a couple farewell quick hitters as well. Go ahead. Number one circling back. um, I believe you called him Jacob Podal. Uh, (laughs) That is, Man, myth, the legend, Jakob Pertle, new starter <laughs> for the San Antonio Spurs. Sure, um, sure. Okay. I also wanted to throw in Big Ten, Big 12, overrated as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In case That's any sweet. of you guys, I just know that, um, I just know that the Big Ten has only one more team in the Sweet 16 than the Fun Belt, and UTA is going to fix that next year. That's kind of what happens when all of your. Your, your league starts ranked, and then they only play each other. It is kind of the SEC football syndrome. It, it really People is. claim I SEC think. bias, and I'm like, well, I'm looking at it right now in basketball, yeah. too. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, I mean, how many Christian schools took out, uh, you know, these these other, you know, big schools, you know, Abilene and, oh, and whoever? Dang. That's another thing I was going to say. I think I can beat Huck this week because I'm trying to get myself into Sister Jean's prayers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to piggyback on to her go. ramblers. Uh, I, okay. I just I hate to bring it to you, but she doesn't pray in a, a synagogue. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a little conflict of interest. Yeah, but 
I think she has love for everyone. Sister Jean has love for everyone. All right. As, as, uh, as she was brought up to be, um, my farewell thought is, uh, the, you know, I, I've talked about this often, my bet to win, uh, the Spurs winning the division, um, is still hanging on after, uh, what are we at? 50 games. No, we're at 40 games. We're at 50 games, right? No, we're probably at closer to 50, 40, 40 games, 40 games. And how many are they playing this year? 72, 72. So we're more than halfway through Spurs still hanging on by half a game over the Mavericks and two over the Grizz. Uh, you know, go Spurs go. Let's... The Mavericks won like 15 of their last 20 games, though. They're seven and three in the last 10. That's all I know. Um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're hot. Lost the last two, too. They've lost the last two. They're five and five. But go Spurs go. All right. Let's go yeah. Spurs go. Uh, let's get a better home record. Um, what'd you say? I said it's a Texas podcast. I forget. We got yeah, it. yeah. You know, well, I'm just yes, a big Spurs fan. So everybody but you, Luke, and the autopilot is, is Texas based. <laughs> Yeah, that that who we do not speak of. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, good podcast. I will talk to you guys next week. We will be on uh, probably Monday or Tuesday to give our uh, our thoughts on the next week's matchups. Thank See you, you later. See you guys. Yeah. Put a bullet where I should have put a helmet in I crashed my car cause I wanna get carried